What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody's having a great day. Episode number two for the week. How you guys feeling? It is it good, or am I trying too hard? Let me know. Again, I'm gonna start using these intros to remind you guys that you can comment on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, on Podbean, on Amazon. I don't know if I'm on Pandora yet, but I, I know I'm on Audible. I know I'm there. But guys. Leave us a comment. Leave us a like. What are we doing good? What are we doing bad? Um, a story for you guys. I don't really got one. I finished on how to get away with murder. Um, like for me, those shows get long in the tooth. You know what I mean by long in the tooth? Like I believe they prolong them more than what it should be. Like Suits got like that for me. One show I really did enjoy was Peacemaker. Cause if I'm about to, re- if you haven't watched Peacemaker. Enjoy the show and fast forward it. Like, wait till you hear the music intro. But if you watched it, I'm surprised that it happened after the the movie, The Suicide Squad. I thought it was placed before Suicide Squad and it leads up to him going to jail. But it's after the fact. That was a little twist I wasn't expecting. So now, recently, since I read that Titans and Doom Control are going to come to an end after these next few batches of episodes are going to get released, I'm going to watch... The season of Doom Patrol that I haven't watched. And then after the batches are released. I'm going to finish Titans. And I'll finish Doom Patrol. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure to follow me. Punch the mouth official on Instagram. Official underscore PITM on Twitter. Later guys. Deuces. Hey. And remember. Keep smiling even when you feel down. Peace. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the second episode of the week of the Punched in the Mouth podcast. I'm Adrian. Of course, like last time, if you listen to us on any of the podcast pages, leave us a like, a comment, something. Help us grow here. That way, we can all, I don't know, I don't know what I want to say with that. But anyways, if you guys do that, I would really appreciate if you would leave me a like, a comment, something. We could spice it up around here. We can do Q&As. Something, guys. Something. But anyway, this is the Opinion Podcast where I just rap. Remember last time how I said that Henry Cejudo criticized Brandon Moreno because he called the Brazilian people dogs? Like, come on, Henry. You knew what Brandon was trying to do. You knew what he was trying to do. So stop it. Please stop it. Another thing I want to talk about is Lauren Murphy's corner and lack of not stopping the fight like what did you guys want what did you guys want did you want jessica to go in there and literally kill her did you guys want that because that's something i don't want to see like are you kidding me right now dude like at least in the glover fight and i shouldn't be defending them but at least in the glover fight i believe that glover could still win that fight because he was taking damage but there was still something in me that believed he could win the fight because he was hurting Jamal. He hurt him on the left side of his face. He left him a really nasty bruise and a cut. But come on, guys. 
What was Lawrence Corner doing? How are you gonna let her keep fighting? You you stopped that fight. You stopped that fight because she took a load of punishment that she didn't need to take. And I don't know. The whole thing left a bad taste in my mouth. What do you guys think? Am I overreacting? I could be. I overreact a lot. So I could be overreacting. I don't know. Why is it at this one? Shouldn't it be at another one? Oh, I'm talking about something else. But yeah, like, I overreact a lot. So, oh no, it is that one. Okay, I'm sorry. I was distracted with something. Okay, but I overreact a lot. So what do you guys think? Am I overreacting? I might be. I might be. But you know where I'm not overreacting is with these UFC prices. They go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m., for the London card, but oh my god, if you guys didn't tune in last week, I mean, to the last episode last week, it's the same week, Adrian. If you guys didn't tune in to the last episode, go check that out. Those prices are ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. So, Yuri Prohaska versus Jamal Hill. If I were to think about this fight, this is what I think. This is what I think. I think Yuri beats him because. I believe they're going to go for the first two rounds. They're going to stand in there and they're going to be trading. And I believe Yuri's going to be like, okay, enough of this. I'll take him down and I'll beat him like that. Because Yuri has awkward movements, right? Like, Yuri can can get damaged. Like, we've seen Reyes damage him. We've seen all this crazy stuff with Yuri. And Yuri's only had three fights in the UFC. Think about that. Yuri only has three fights in the UFC. And he's one of the more exciting fighters to ever fight in the UFC. With only three fights. I mean, he they threw him to the wolves because he fought against Vulcan and he beat him. And then he fought against Reyes and he beat him. And then he fought Glover and he beat him. And then, unfortunately, he got that shoulder injury. But one of the more funny things was Yuri's video in the snow. Did you guys see it? I'm not going to repeat what he said because that made me laugh. And it also made Jamal laugh that Jamal did another video in the snow with him as well. And... He did a similar video and it was hilarious. Go look for those great videos. They are great videos. I encourage you to look for them. I encourage you to look for them. But one thing I want to talk about that I didn't talk about on last episode is... Let me see if this has it right here. Right here. I didn't see it. Francis Ngannou offered a box and for reasons unknown Tyson Fury did not accept the invitation. And they were going to make up rules. Tyson finally laid out for us what they are. They were going to be a fight. They were going to fight in a cage. I have no idea why. They're going to fight in a cage. Okay, fine. They're going to wear four ounce gloves. I have no idea why. But okay, fine. They're, they are then going to follow boxing rules. The rules of Queensberry. So Tyson comes up with this. Perhaps the dumbest idea in sports history. I agree with Chael. Like when like this is the original statement what Chael's talking about. This is the original statement that that Tyson made. Let me go find it. Francis Ngannou, I know you're out of contract with the UFC. You want to earn some big boy money? Come see the Gypsy King and let's do a big fight for the baddest motherfucker on the planet. Let's kick it up. Spicy in a cage, 4 ounce gloves under Queensberry rules and let's have a badass referee like Iron Mike Tyson. Did I just sell the that to the world? Like, no. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Because. Why? Because it's the stupidest shit ever. 
Sorry, I know you guys don't like it when I swear, but it's the dumbest thing ever. I'm, let me read it to you again. Francis Ngannou, I know you're out of contract with the UFC. Okay, we got that part. You want to earn some big boy money? Come see the Gypsy King and let's do a big, big fight for the baddest motherfucker on the planet. First of all, Jorge Masvidal has the, the title. I know at this point it's kind of a running joke, but still. He goes, let's kick it up spicy in a cage. Four rounds gloves under the Queensberry rules. Like, what is the kit? This is, this is what bothers me. What is the cage? How does that help Francis? I get how the four rounds gloves helps Francis, but at the same time, it helps Tyson because Tyson already fought a guy that fights like a lot like Francis, which is Deontay Wilder, you know? Right? Or am I wrong? See? I can't read these things because then I have these meltdowns that just want to come out of me and that's not good for anybody. I, I want somebody to explain to me how the cage helps Francis. Like, are they clinching? I could get how clinching helps Francis. Are you throwing knees? I get how throwing knees helps Francis. And then somebody told me, he's like, you wouldn't watch that? No, I would not watch this. Why would I watch this? You would watch this? You would honestly watch this because it sounds like the dumbest thing ever. And then I forgot about this part. And let's have a badass referee like Iron Mike Tyson. Like, what? Like, okay, what, what is this? Is this a circus show or is, are you trying to throw a legit fight? And then he goes, did I just sell that to the world? No. No, you didn't. Like, just no. Because one person I was talking to, he's like, well, why don't you like it? And I explained to him. I'm like, well. Francis is going to be good for, for the first couple of rounds, right? But then after that, you're going to see him tired and Tyson's just going to use his footwork and beat him up. And he goes, he's like, okay. Well, everything you just said, nobody else is going to care about. But then I thought about it. I didn't hit him with this. But then you got people that start talking like I am right now. And then that's all these people are going to listen to. And it's going to get so much traction at some point people with a bigger following than mine hopefully i get a big following sooner rather than later but if this type of talk gets bigger traction how are you gonna sell it how do you keep selling like the only reason conor mcgregor versus floyd mayweather was sold to me is because conor was doing things first ever double champ in the ufc um he fought Nate Diaz at 170, three divisions. He, he's fought in three divisions and has wins in three divisions. He knocks out Jose Aldo with ease. He knocks out Eddie Alvarez with ease. He's the up-and-coming fighter, and he's fighting a dude that was retired, and he honestly didn't look good in his last few fights. I mean, let's get Floyd Mayweather's last few fights. Stay with me because I know the Marcos Maidana fight, the first one, at least. It wasn't a great showing for Floyd, even though he won that fight. Even though he won that fight, it wasn't a great showing for Floyd. But let's see. Let's see here. Ooh, I went too far down. So he fights Robert Guerrero. He unanimous decisions him. He fights Canelo Alvarez. Majority decisions him. He fought Marcos Maidana. I thought Marcos Maidana beat him, but okay, majority decision for that. And then he beat Marcos Maidana a little more decisively in in the second fight, unanimous decision. He beats Manny Pacquiao, 
Unanimous decision. He beat Andre Berto. I never saw Andre Berto fight. Unanimous decision. Okay. Okay. And then, so the Andre Berto fight was September 12, 2015. Fine. And then you go two years later, August 26, 2017. Conor McGregor. How old is Conor right now? 34. He's going to be 35. Okay, 34. And we're in 2023. 2022, he was 33. 2021, he was 32. And 2020, he was 31. 2019, he was 30. 2018, he was 29. And this happened in 2017. Yeah, so he was either going to be 28 or he... No, he turned 28. He turned 28. So he had just turned 28. So a dude that's 40 versus a dude that's 28. If my math is wrong, I do apologize. I have a lot going on in my head right now. But my point is, and how old is Francis right now? I believe Francis is like 34, 33. Francis is 36, okay? How old is Tyson Fury? So, okay, see, like, here's the problem. Tyson is the younger person. Like, he's younger by two years. Right? Like, first of all, Tyson is light years ahead of him in boxing, and he's younger. So that's why, this is another reason this fight doesn't sell me. Like, that's what Conor had going for him, right? He was the younger guy, right? Like, I'm not crazy thinking this, am I? If I am, tell me so I can stop, because another meltdown is about to come on, bro. So, like, I don't know, man. I don't know, this Tyson Fury versus, especially this, this. Let's do a big, big fight for the baddest MF on the planet. Let's kick it up spicy in a cage. Four rounds glove was under Queensberry rules. And let's have a badass referee like Iron Mike Tyson. Like, what? What? Tyson Fury, you, you, if you're going to influence boxing, like, just stop. And then there's this comment. Gotta give Tyson Fury credit. Most boxers in North talk about fighting an MMA fighter, but Tyson Fury has always mentioned Francis Ngannou and, and admired him and always trying to put him on. Shows he has a lot of respect for him. But, not, dude, have a regular fight. And Al Jermaine Sterling goes, I'm here for this? Who's the realist? I don't know who this is. Oh, Tyron Willie goes, I'm here and I want to commentate. Like, no, dude. What? Like, look, this guy, Stellar408, hard pass, thanks. And another guy says, 85% chance Tyson embarrasses Francis by outboxing him. Likely tires him out and gets referee stoppage. 15% chance Francis knocks him out. Exactly. How about you, how about you sign the fight Usek? An actual boxer, I believe it says. An actual fight that means something. Okay, I, I can get... Behind Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk, <laughs> but then there's also comments like this: Francis about to make more than he did his entire UFC career. That's true. Take the cheese, Francis. Make sure Dana White knows the numbers. <laughs> That's also true. Like everybody has valid points, but like I don't want to see this. Like me personally, I don't want to see this circus show, bro. Now let's move on to. Al I just spoke Al Jermaine Sterling's name. Let's move on to this. I should have had this for the other episode, but for whatever reason, I forgot, so we're going to do it here. About, oh, wait, wait, wait. Al starting versus Henry Cejudo, oh, targeted for UFC 287 on April 8th. 
A bantamweight title fight between reigning champion Aljamain Sterling and Henry Cejudo is currently targeted for the upcoming UFC 287 card on April 8th. Multiple people with knowledge of the promotion's plan confirmed it to MMA News, I mean MMA Fighting, on Wednesday. Though no contracts have been issued or signed at this stage. The fight is targeted for UFC 287, but Sterling has said he's he's still dealing with a torn bicep that requires additional recovery time and rehabilitation before he can return to action. Assuming Sterling is cleared and he's healthy enough to compete, he is currently expected to defend his title against Cejudo in April. The UFC has been working on the Bantamweight title fight for some time after both fighters confirmed the matchup was expected to take place in 2023. Rumors swirled that the fight might happen in March, but Sterling later revealed his injury, which forced any potential matchup to get pushed back. Sterling looks for his ninth win in a row overall and his third consecutive title defense after previously defeating Peter Yan and TJ Dillashaw. Meanwhile, Cejudo makes his first appearance in the UFC since 2020 when he abruptly retired and relinquished the bantamweight title following his win over Dominic Cruz. Cejudo had previously reigned as a two-division champion in the UFC while holding both the bantamweight and flyweight titles. Now the Olympic gold medalist in wrestling seeks to reclaim the title with the fight against Sterling. As of now, UFC 287 does not have a location, so it remains to be seen where the event will take place, though several belts have already been confirmed for the card. Yeah. I mean, honestly, what should happen is if Henry wins, this is what should happen. And I know a lot of people are going to be against this idea. But what they should do is if Henry wins the fight against Sterling, they should do a super fight at catchweight between Henry Cejudo and Brandon Moreno at 130 pounds. What do you guys think? Let me know. And you guys can also DM me on Instagram. But like serious DMs only. Guys. Don't be trying to sell me anything or be spam, please. You can even DM me on Twitter. That's why I always leave you guys my social media handles. Let's see. Let's see what Bulk says. Let's see what Bulk says. Oh, wait. I have to go into the profile. I'm an idiot. You can see it in his face. Like, this guy ain't too big. I've seen that on plenty of people's faces. I've seen that on my previous fights, my last four or five fights. But that face quickly changes when I'm in the octagon. Give me 10 seconds with him. That face changes real quick. They try to grab a hold of me and I'm a little brick fuck wall. There's another problem. That's when you see them start to crumble and be like, fuck, what have I got myself into? That's exactly what's going to happen with Islam. Especially the way he's looking, I can tell he really thinks he's going to be way too strong. Volk's confident, man. Volk is confident. And I'm confident too, but like, what if Islam does turn out to be too strong? You know what I mean? What if he does? What if he does? That's crazy. This is crazy. I can't wait for these fights. I'm so excited. I hope you guys are too. I hope you're as excited as I am. Because the UFC is bringing the heat. We get a week off. So there's no fights this weekend. There's no fights this weekend. So make sure you... um. So, not this week, but next week, there's two, right? There's the Fedor fight, 
And then there is the UFC. The UFC, since it was originally supposed to happen in Korea, they're keeping the same time zone, and it's going to be really late at, late at night. So keep an eye out for that. How we're doing on time here. And another thing I want to say is, like for the women, would an Adamway division be smart for the UFC? I don't think so because I believe the only division, I mean division, the organization that has Adamweight is one championship. So I don't think that'll be the best of ideas. But I don't know, maybe Adamweight. I know Michelle Watterson used to compete at Adamweight. I don't know if that's something she would go back to doing, but what do you guys think? And then I was watching Ariel's show earlier, and they brought up the question, if John Jones beats Cyril, does he deserves to be number one pound for pound? And in my mind, and I know a lot of people are going to get upset at this, but in my mind, he does. He does, and I'm going to tell you why. Let's look at John's record. Okay, let's look at the pound for pound list. So, number one, you have Volkanovski. Number two, you have Islam. Number three, you have Leon. And number four, you have Kamaru. Okay. Now, give me a second because I'm going to pull up all their records. So, we're going to start with John Jones. Who else is in there? And Leon, right? So, we got... We're looking up Leon's record right now. No. So we got John's record. We got Volk and Islam's record up, right? Yes, we do. Because that's one through three. So I believe that's enough. Because I believe John beats all of them in the rankings. So let's start with John. Because I'm trying to prove a point here. So John, going into the UFC, he was 6-0, and right? And then he fights Andre Guzmayo. He beats him 7-0. He beats Stephen Bonner, which is the first fight I saw him fighting. He beat Jake O'Brien. He loses to Matt Hamill, but that should have honestly been a no contest. So he goes 7-0, 8-0. So that's 2-0 in the UFC. And then 3-0 in the UFC. And then his fourth fight, he loses via DQ. So that's his fourth fight in the UFC. His fifth fight is Brandon Vera where he broke his face. V Vladimir Matushenko. So he's 4-1, 5-1 after Vladimir. 6-1 when he beat Ryan Bader. And then a month later he fights Shogun for the belt. He's 7-1, right? Because at this point he has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. So he's 5-1. And then he goes six and one against Shogun because it's his seventh UFC fight. And then after that, it's one, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. And then he has a no contest against Daniel Cormier, but that doesn't break his win streak. Seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. He basically does not lose for his next 20 fights. But keep in mind, he's only lost to Matt Hamill. So going into the title fight, he already had one, two, three. He was already on a three-fight win streak. So it's four with Shogun, five with Quinton, 
And then he's that's already his first title defense. Six with Lioto, seven with Rashad, eight with Vitor, nine with Chell, ten with Alexander, eleven with the first Glover fight, twelve with the first Daniel fight. I said first Glover fight, but he doesn't fight Glover again. Thirteenth with OSP, and then he got a no contest against Daniel, but that doesn't disrupt his win streak. Fourteen. So John Jones is on a sixteen fight win streak, okay? And it should honestly be 17. Like, John Jones should be undefeated. Because he going into the UFC, he was already 6-0. and Yeah, so he should be undefeated, in my opinion. So he should be on a 26-fight win streak. Now, let's look at Alex. Alex has a similar record to John Jones, but Alex legitimately lost. Like, there was no DQ. He, he got knocked out. So he wins his first fight, he wins his second fight, he wins his third fight. On his fourth fight, he loses, and after that, he won. So he's 4-1, and one, and he's still not in the UFC up until, let me see, up until his 15th fight. And then, since then, he's been dominating, right? And then, Islam, he started in the UFC... For his 12th fight. That was his UFC debut. And he lose it. He lost to Adriano Martins. It's not Martinez. It's Adriano Martins. He lost to him. In the UFC. And then Leon made his debut. On his 10th UFC fight overall. Not 10th UFC fight. On his 10th fight. He made his UFC debut and lost. So how are you going to sit here and tell me John Jones doesn't deserve to be number one? Because Ariel and... What's the other guy's name? I forgot his name, but the guy that Paulo Costa cut his hair. He says, John Jones deserves to be number one because... Ariel says, he's like, I have two lists. I have one where everything's allowed and then one where, like, you haven't popped for any of that. And that's what people look at, right? Well, like, John pops fucking every five minutes. I'm like, that's fine, but he has not lost. Like... His last positive test was, I believe, the Daniel Cormier fight, right? Right? No contest. And then he had picograms with Alexander Gustafsson. He knocked out Alexander. Like, he beat the brakes off of him. He goes in there. He beats Anthony Smith. And I thought he thoroughly beat Thiago Santos. And then there's that um, controversial fight with Dominic Reyes where a lot of people thought Reyes won. But my point is, John Jones is winning these fights, okay? He's winning these fights. He should honestly be undefeated. So if you're going to go in there and tell me if John Jones wins, he does not deserve to be number one, stop talking to me because he does. He does so much, bro. John Jones deserves to be number one. Do I like his antics outside the cage? No. But am I looking at it clearly through a competitive standpoint? Yes. Now, one thing... um. Ariel's, what's his name? I forgot his name, but the guy that Paulo Costa cut his hair, he goes, he's like, bro, there's no list because I assume everybody's on everything and they just haven't gotten caught for it, which I've talked to other people in the past. They're like, dude, they should just let them juice. That'll make the fights way better. So if we're looking at through that logic, okay, everybody's juicing. John Jones still beat the brakes off of them. John Jones beat the brakes off of them even when he's off the juice. Like, I'm telling you, 
like I've said before, if Cyril Gunn wins this fight coming up, wins, like he barely needs to win. Or if he makes it competitive, even if he loses, Francis Ngannou wins. There's going to be two winners that night, Francis Ngannou and Cyril Gunn. But if John Jones goes in there and beats the next level, breaks off of Cyril Gunn, it's over. Like, you cannot tell me John Jones is not the best fighter in the world. You cannot tell me he's not. I mean, if you if you try and do that, it's just that you're hating. Like, honestly, bro. Like, don't be hating so much. But, right? But that's all I got for you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you follow me. Punch the mouth official on Instagram. Official underscore P-I-T-M on Twitter. Later, guys. Deuces. Peace.